All right, welcome again to a, another episode of L1A, Love One Another. And I just honestly, I just feel spoiled to keep having these conversations um, with incredible people about what God's doing in local context and global context um, all over the world. And just getting to have some fun dialogue and discussions. And and you guys just get to join alongside this, those that are listening and, and get to jump in on these conversations. Hopefully that's been encouraging to you, transformative for you. Um, as I've said previously, like, please share with us. Like, we want to hear the stories. We want to hear um, what you're learning. We want to hear how this is impacting your life and your family, your homes, your communities. Um, that that really does encourage us. Like the more that we can share stories, the more we can share testimonies, the more the body is built up. So this is just one way, a way that that stories are being communicated, that that the kingdom is being shared in, in a certain medium. And so help us do that. Help us to share these messages and share yours with us. Uh, the more that we can do that, I really believe more people that's going to catch God's heart and God's vision, and the more that we'll want to like work together and collaborate together as God's family. Uh, and so today we're going to be talking about children and ministry. It's near and dear to my heart. I've got a great friend here with me in the studio, Jeremiah Griffin. I'll get to introduce him here more in a second, but welcome again to the L1A podcast. Welcome to the L1A podcast, a space to connect, communicate, and collaborate for the advancement of the kingdom in North America and beyond. Here we will discuss the disciple-making movement that is happening in this Western context and the return to God's design for discipleship, church, and life. Well, I am your host, Zach Duke. It's just been fun to, to continue to journey on with you guys. I've got Jeremiah Griffin with me here in the studio today. Uh, just a dear friend of mine, been laboring faithfully in the kingdom, has some incredible kids who are doing the same thing. So we're just going to have an awesome discussion today. But before we do, Jeremiah, do you mind even just, just sharing a little bit about yourself your background, what you're doing, and just let the audience know just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, man, great to be here. So a little bit about me. Um, well, there's a lot to tell, but uh, I'll try to keep it as concise as possible. So I am a, uh, I'm a father of five children, a husband. Um, I love Jesus. Uh, he's changed my life. Yeah. I, I do, uh, I'm a nurse anesthetist to pay the bills. Um, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, he, he's, he flipped my life right side up. Um, uh, I've always, I've always known that there was a God, but recently is, is three years ago. Um, he just really has, begun, he's really begun to show me his heart. And so, uh, and speak pretty, pretty clearly about some things. So yeah, um, here I am. I feel like I'm laboring, uh, in a way that would be pleasing to him and, yeah. Uh, learned a lot of free, have experienced a lot of freedom through that. So. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Well, just such an, an awesome opportunity just to get to talk about yeah. something that's near and dear to both of our hearts yeah. with, with children and movement. And so just before we jump into that, uh, I've been, I've been asking this question to all those who come on, on the show yeah. and, and just really interested just to hear what your answer would be on this. But yeah. if, if you could be best friends with any of Jesus's disciples or any of the early church leaders, yeah. Who would you pick to be your best friend and oh, why? Oh, dude, what a crazy, awesome question. <laughs> um, man, I've always felt an affinity to Peter. Yeah. Yeah. And any reason why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, Peter Peter seemed to be the guy that, like, he was bold and he had uh -huh. a heart to do the right thing. And oftentimes he just he face planted a good bit, it seems like. And God still had mercy and stuff on him. And yeah. Um, 
it just reminds me of Mila. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean like, you want the face planting? Yeah, all, I mean, yeah, <laughs> all, I all wanna, of it. I want to, I want to serve God out of a pure heart, and like, yeah, uh, that's know, certainly Peter. A face plant, a, a fair amount. It's, it's so easy for us, like, to, to lift people up, you know, like that, um, on the same level as as Jesus, or at least like, you know, we, we almost like deify those people in the street. Like, man, they were they were young, they were like young teenagers, young twenties, yeah. and they were following Jesus, and they fell a lot. They messed up a lot, but man, they walked with Jesus. Yeah, you know, and Jesus gave them a lot of, of, of room to fail, and He didn't give up on them. Yeah, you know, and, and so like at least one area where I can really relate with the disciples is like, He's not given up on me. That's that's special because like I would have given up on me. Yeah, for sure, but Jesus didn't. Yeah. So so as we just as we get in and talking about making disciples and starting churches and like I, I love something that that my uh, friend and mentor Curtis Sargent uh, said is, and he calls it the greater blessing. And he says, it's a blessing to know the Lord. And it's a greater blessing to help others know the Lord. Yeah. And it's an even greater blessing to start a spiritual family. And it's the greatest blessing to help others start a spiritual family. So like when I think about kids, when I think about children and transforming communities, um, it's the same thing. Like, it's a blessing that our kids know the Lord. Yeah. And wouldn't it be a greater blessing if we can help other kids know the Lord? Yeah. And wouldn't, wouldn't it even be a greater blessing than that to help other families help their kids know the Lord? And wouldn't it be the greatest blessing if we help families help other families help their kids know the Lord, like to teach and disciple their own kids. And so something that's always on my own heart, like if there's something that's helping my kids in school and in and, and education following Jesus, like, and I want others to know it too. So, so even just like starting out with you and your own kids, like man, what, what have been some like really, really big, important things that, that you've either walked in or you're growing in and seeing your kids know Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, brother, man. Yeah. Like this, this topic is one of my, I'm more passionate about this topic. I'm so thankful that I get this topic so yeah. to, to speak about, but and I love that question. Um, <clears throat> One of the major things is when um, I understood the priorities of God, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm a slow learner, but like like you said, the Lord's been very patient. Is to is that if I am going to do the work of the gospel, it must it must flow to my family immediately after, like me, me and Jesus. It must go to my wife and my children. Mm. must. And, yeah. and if not, I may as well not, <laughs> I may as well not seek to make disciples if I miss that. And so, um, we could just stop right there. Mm-hmm. That's step number one. Do that. Repeat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. And, uh, right. Because if we don't do that, um, it's what are we given? What product, you know, uh, so to speak, are we giving? If, if the gospel doesn't transform our hearts and then our homes relationships with our children. If it doesn't do that, it's not what it promises to be. Yeah. I mean, we we can't give away what we don't have. Like, so if we want to like, Hey, we're laboring in the community, we're doing all this awesome stuff and our family's in shambles. Yeah. Like what are we giving away? That's it, man. You know, like we have to have it at home. We have to abide here, obey and spread in our own family. So, so as, as you've endeavored to, do this in your community. Um, how how are some ways that you've kind of brought your kids 
into that, like to mm -hmm. be on mission as a family, not, hey, this is dad's mission. But like, how, yeah. how are you doing that as a family? So I will say, um, I don't have it all figured out. <laughs> you too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I will say that, so the faith that we, so the, the word of God, like we see the heart of God for this in Deuteronomy chapter six. We see it, like the Lord and the great, the greatest commandment. Like he, he tells us um, that we should love the Lord, love our hearts, souls, mind, our strength. And Jesus mentioned this in Matthew chapter 22. And then immediately after that, he's like, and teach these things to your children. And so uh, the way that we, we do this together is, so we do that. We teach these things for our children and we don't teach at them, um, and which I probably, I know I used to do that. I used to teach at them and then I get frustrated at the fact that they weren't getting it. Mm -hmm. So we do it together by literally doing it together. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, pray with us. They evangelize with us. They um, worship with us. They do all of these things to, with us. They see us do it. And then, and, and the, the, the thing that one thing I think is valuable is like nobody who's discipled me or poured into me has ever twisted my arm. Never. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, um, a place that I'm still growing in is that the faith that we're encouraging our, ch our children to, to live is something it's going to be their faith. Yeah, it's going to be the faith. So like um, Deuteronomy 6 tells us to teach these things to our children. When they rise up, when they lie down, when we're sitting in our house, when we're going by the way, it even says that we should, you know, fasten them on, on our, our gates of our house and our doorposts and bind them between our eyes and the, the, these, the things of God. And in other words, like live this, like breathe, breathe the things of God and still at the same time, like this is, this is their faith. So we do these things together. I hope I answered your question. No, that was, that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. And like, it almost makes me think, you know, it really is simple. Mm -hmm. Is it hard? Absolutely. Because it's consistent. Mm -hmm. Like anything consistent is challenging, but it's really simple. Like just in, invite them in, like bring them into what you're doing. Yep. Like be a family. That's something my wife and I, like I'll, I'll just share as we go throughout this episode as well, like what my wife and I are doing with our four kids, mm -hmm. because like it's the same stuff. You know that it's not dad's work it's not mom's work we like the dukes the griffins like mm -hmm. we as a family are about this this is our mission this is we not me and and so it, it really is like the training cycle like let them see you model take them with you and then like give them opportunities to try and like just for example um we were at a a friend's house uh last week or two weeks ago and and we were asked to like share what the three thirds group was like a simple um, discovery based, obedience based Bible study. And so what did I do? I had my kids share the hand motions. What am I doing? I'm modeling that I'm inviting. I'm, I'm modeling to this family. That I'm inviting my kids into the work. Yeah. And, and what's that do for them? Like that's giving them confidence. That's giving them ownership. Mm -hmm. That's that's letting them see like, no, we're not just with dad, him doing it. But like, this is we. Yeah. And that and, and that's just more fun. Mm -hmm. Just to see your kids do that, that fires me up. is is amazing. So um with with your kids too, like I, I know one of the questions that is so common, especially those coming out of like the prevailing model, traditional model of church, is just like, man, I I just I want a good worship experience. And when kids are there, it's distracting. And 
you know, and they have more fun over here and, and it's more, we get, we get fed over here. Like all these, you know, just to put it bluntly, like excuses not to be family. Yeah. When in scripture, you never see that separation. Yeah. You see that to, like, there's no youth group in scripture and, I, and I'm not putting down youth groups. Like I, I love that growing up. I had fun. Like I love Jesus doing that, but you just don't see that in the word. And, and so what are some ways that you on just like your, the, the church is gathering when the body of Christ comes together, mm-hmm. um, just kind of walk us through, like, how are the kids involved in that? Like what's yeah. going on? Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So with that, um, so we will, you know, the, 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 the format, um, you know, of course I, we look back and that's, you know, we start off by, by looking back, we're all doing that. And the reality is sometimes the kids are being kids. Yep. They are. I mean, they're, they're running around, man. They're, they're being crazy. And I have to have to calm them down sometimes. Um, not because we have to have a rigid, perfect performance. I'm not shooting for that, but we want to have some level of, um, you know, yeah. And they're learning self-control simultaneously, that's, that's you right. know? Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so they, but they're also playing. And, and as we're, as we are, we kind of share our ups and our downs and kind of, kind of how week has gone over while reading, you know, we may usually take the Lord's supper, which is a time where I really focus on, okay, guys, look, this is sacred. Mm-hmm. Again, I make it very clear. And sometimes I need to remind them this is sacred right now. So let's just, let's, as you said, like you lost self-control. And then when that's over, um, we, we begin to have conversations. Our, our conversations are normally more, more, uh, loose, I guess, but we're still committed to being, being forthcoming and, and they're, they're kind of doing that. Sometimes we're a little bit more, um, I guess, structured with that, with saying like just sharing our week and so forth. But uh, the singing, like we'll have a time of singing and, and they're well, you know, sometimes they write their own songs, which no is way. a lot of fun. They do. Yeah. That's amazing. And uh, that's Wait, a lot did, of fun. did I hear one of those at, at uh, our retreat last year or is oh, that so one of the Mahoney's? Really, I don't know. I, yeah. I know their children have written, have written songs yeah, too. Either think, way, that's so cool. Yeah. It's fun, man. Because, I mean, they, they see us do that. So they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we give, and like we, we, ha- we, we met last week and my daughter was sharing a dream that she had. Like she had the opportunity. We, we give them opportunity to speak. It's something that we talk about a lot. Discipleship is messy. We talk about that, right? It's messy with adults. So why shouldn't it be messy with children? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, you know. And just um, learning to be okay with the mess. Like yeah. that doesn't make it not good. That's right. That doesn't make it not holy or not effective. In yeah. fact, I think it's the other way around, right? Yeah, I think so. It's you real. It's, it's, it's real. It's real. And it's not that like, hey, let's just make this a discombobulated mess. That's right. But it's just like, it just is. Mm-hmm. And God works in the middle of that. Yeah. And and the kids see that, oh, like mom and dad aren't freaked out by mm-hmm. us not being this outwardly perfectly stoic, you know, no feeling like they let us enjoy the time together. Like it's, we're having fun with one another. That's not, Hey, quiet seen, but not heard. Yeah. You know, like, where's that in the Bible? Yeah. That's not there. Like there's definitely time of respecting Mm -hmm. and honoring. Like that's certainly there. Like, like you said, time of sacredness. But what I see in scripture is let the little children come to me. They are welcome and should be seen and heard appropriately. Of course, like we're not letting them like scream and climb on curtains, but let them come. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But so a good specific example, I mentioned the dream Shiloh says to me, she's like, daddy, she whispers. She's like, daddy, 
I want to share the dream that I had. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, what do you say? No. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, of course. Yeah. Share your Go dream. Go for it. Do it. <laughs> you know, and she did. And it was, it was edifying. It was edifying. Yeah. Um, we've seen the spirit uh, move through our children in evangelism and prayer and in worship and um, prophetic dreams. We've, mm-hmm. we've seen these things happen. And um, it's like, praise God. They're, they're yeah. not, they're not merely um, going to be uh, um, effective for the, the church tomorrow. It's now. Yep. It's now. Yep. Um, well, let's transition a little bit to like challenges. Like what, mm-hmm. what are some of the challenges of kids in movement? Like it's not, yeah. it's not easy. It's not perfect. Yeah. And so like just speaking honestly, like what are some of the challenges that you've seen yep. with kids in movement? The, the first thing that comes to mind is actually what we, we referenced just a moment ago. The first thing is the faith that we're teaching them. It, it has to be their faith mm-hmm. and, and it should be their faith. But uh, there was a conversation I had with my son, Salem. He's very, uh, he's my most, my most cerebral child, I guess, and mm-hmm. analytical. And um, I had shared the gospel with him and he was like, yeah, I want to, I want to be a Christian. I want to follow Jesus. Uh, he didn't want to be baptized for a long time. And so I said to him one day, I said, son, I said, um, anytime you want to be baptized, let me know. And I will. And before I finished, he put his hand up like this. Mm-hmm. And he said, dad, if you try to force me, I'm not going to do it. Whoa. And I said, Hey man, yeah, no forcing here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I, that's, that's not going to happen. And so I didn't mention it again for a very long time. And I had been reading in the scripture where, um, Eli, you know, this priest, had these two sons that were just terrible. Mm-hmm. And then you had Samuel, who's this man of God, who his sons didn't, they didn't love the Lord. And so I was genuinely burdened and Salem could tell. And I hadn't said anything to him, but he says, dad, he says, what's wrong? And I said, um, I tell you, man, I'm burdened. And he goes about what? And I said, I'll tell him what I just told you about Eli yeah. and Samuel. And he goes, dad, is it hard to teach kids to love God? And I said, yeah. And he says, why? That's, said, that's an amazing question for a kid, man. I know. He's like that. <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah. And he said, why? And I said, because I can't love him for you. Mm. And he says, I want to get baptized. I said, why? I said, uh, why? I said, is it because you know I want you to get baptized? He's like, no. He said, it's because it's the first act of obedience after we surrender our lives to Jesus. I said, man, I'm going to go run the water. <laughs> Praise so, God. Yeah, I know, man. Praise yeah. God. So like, um, so the challenge is letting go of control, letting and actually having the faith to do that. Um, because like for me, um, like I do want things to be so orderly. And if, and, and if you're not careful, what you become is very rigid um, and you become very controlling. And that's not what we want. Yeah. Just what you said a moment ago, there's a, there's freedom and liberty in Jesus as adults. It should be that way as children. It should be that way. Um, so, so that's a challenge. The other, I would say the biggest challenge for me probably has been my own lack of faith and um, uh, trust in God's work and me trying to be the controller. Mm-hmm. I would say that would be the first challenge. And then um, the, the other challenges would be just just pragmatically, you're out, say an example, you're sewing. 
you're selling the gospel mm-hmm. and you've got five kids with you. And so now you're dealing with a person who actually needs to hear the gospel, yet your children are tearing the house down, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, now you have a you have a potential dilemma, right? You have to control your children and you have to also like, you know, be be there for the person that you're that you're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Um, those are just logistical yeah. challenges, right? Yeah, like just our net, like there's limitations to what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. And it just causes us like to depend on the spirit even more. I, I wish I had my my wife on this call too. She almost actually joined uh, because I wanted her to share like from her vantage point, um, you know, kids and movement. But I'm happy to share. I just would have been, it would have been awesome to have my wife, obviously. Yeah. But I just want to share just a few stories about my own kids. Uh, one, it just brings me a lot of joy, but I just want to encourage other parents listening to like, let your kids do the work, let them join in. And, and it, it starts the same way it would start for any disciple, right? Like help them to hear God. Yeah. And then when they hear God, let them do it. You know, so just one example, we were, this was when my, my eight year old was four and we were having church in our home and, and she was listening to God as we do at, at the end of our time together. And she's like, uh, I want to, I want to do this. And, and you know, she's four year old. She's articulating the best she can. Mm-hmm. I want to do this with my friends. Yes. That's what, that's what we say. <laughs> you know, like we're not saying, well, that's, that's, that's sweet. I'm like, let's do it. You know? And like, let's, let's go talk to your friends. And so we, Megan, I didn't actually go with her, but my wife and, and Malia, they, they started going to house to house with young kids. Hey, my daughter would like to get together and like just read the Bible with with other friends. Does anyone want to come? And they did, you know. And most of most of them were unbelievers in in our cul de sac in our neighborhood. Like we didn't go, we didn't even go outside of our neighborhood. It was just in our neighborhood, and they started meeting under the tree in our front yard. And you know, she's four years old, so it's not like she she knows everything what to do. But it's the beauty of it. So my my wife is helping her do this. Like, hey, Malia, what story from the Bible do you want to share? And it was most of the time the ones we just did. And so my my wife would help. She was assisting my daughter do this with the kids, and they'd play a game. They would share a Bible story, and then what they would do is they would listen to God, and they would obey. And and these kids started coming to Christ. And and then they started leading their unbelieving parents to Christ. (laughs) So, So get this. This is crazy. From the church in our home, started a second generation church with Malia under the tree that then started a third generation church that had unbelievers in and unbelieving parents with the kids coming to Christ. And that started a fourth generation church outside the neighborhood with one of the ladies that got baptized and gave her life to Jesus. So like from my daughter, who's four, you see four generations of churches, or, or if you count it from generation zero, then it would be three generations. Either way, it went from our home to the tree, to this house, to, to the fourth home. From someone, from just my daughter saying, I want to do this with my friends. Yeah. And then from mom and dad just saying, let's go for it. You know? and, and so it's just simple things like that, like let them hear, let them obey, and, and let them try. And sometimes it's not going to go well. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's a blessing. And another story from Malia, uh, she was baptized at a younger age. And um, my wife was pregnant with our third. And, and we were told by the doctors, like, you know, like he might not make it. You know, he's at, he's at like um, 5% in size. 
Um, his heart is, is not doing well. Um, it looks like his kidneys dissolving, you know, like it was just bad report after bad report. And the Lord just gave us confidence, like just to pray, like to see a miracle. And, and I'm sitting in our room one night and, and, and I often would just pull out a guitar and just play and, and, and I would just play and Malia would just sing and she would, she would literally just, it was the most unbelievable thing. She would sing new songs to Jesus as a four-year-old and they were beautiful. And she just started singing a song about my son Judah in his womb. And it was a prayer of healing. And I happened to have my, I, I still have the, the voice memo on my phone of little Malia singing this, but just some of the things that she sang was, you are the mighty one. You are the mighty one. You heal us. You heal us. Doctors are strong, but Jesus is stronger. And, you know, Jesus, you're stronger than anyone. You're stronger than anyone. And I'm just, I'm just over here playing and just bawling my eyes out of my daughter singing this prayer over my son. And I'm not kidding. We go back to the doctor and the doctor's like, I, I haven't seen anything like this in 30 years. Like he's, he jumped to the 20th percentile. His heart's completely fine. And, and the, the worry I had about his kidney, like it, the worry has gone. Man, I've met Judah. He's a stud, man. <laughs> he is. A, I agree, man. He is a stud. He, he's a wild man. And, uh, Full of passion. Just jumping back into, um, you know, as we think about, as one way that we can conclude uh, this episode, as I've been doing in a lot, is I, I, I've been doing the quick three. And it's just like three simple, snappy questions. But, but the first one is, what, what encouragement could you give to parents yeah. who are just like maybe apprehensive yeah. to getting messy? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it would be um, the importance of the, the the importance of involving your children is it cannot be expressed with words. There's nothing more important. There's nothing more important than loving God with everything you are, and immediately passing that on to your spouse and your children. Yeah. Nothing more important. Yeah. Um, if you want to be a Christian, then that means you want to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, if you miss this, what, what, you missed it. <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, like, I don't know. There's nothing else. If you miss that, you've missed it. You've missed yeah. it. So I hope that's, that's encouraging good. to do this. <laughs> that is. It's like, Hey, see how worth it this is, regardless of how hard it is. The, the, the heart of God, right. You know, James defines pure religion. You're ministering to widows and orphans, orphan children. Right. Like God, like in, in, in the Old Testament, we see that God's heart is to like minister to the orphans, <laughs> like you know, yeah. the, the widows and the orphans. Like this is the heart of God. And, and so um, in Isaiah 58, he tells us what a fast is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, and the last part of it. And he's like, you know, clothe the naked, bring the poor into your house, uh, feed the feed, you know, feed the, the, the hungry, break the yokes, you know let the press go free and don't hide yourself from your own flesh. Yeah. You know, that's, it's like, then will you lie, will your lie break forth as a morning? So, um, it's, it is, the, it's not extra. It's the heart of God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking about this and I know this is a little bit for a little bit older kids. So think about our society right now. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not endorsing this by any means, but there's, there's kids 13, 14 years old that are making millions of dollars on TikTok and running businesses. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if, if they're capable of doing that, but then we create youth groups and think that they're not capable of taking ownership of their faith to really do something with that. Yeah. The, the world knows they're capable. 
and they will give them all the opportunity to be capable. So there's, there's no one better than parents to help their kids know that they are capable to be strong men and women, even when they're at a young age. So, so the, the younger that we can help them to have ownership and to love responsibility while getting to remain kids and have fun, like those don't have to be separate things, you know? So, so second question is, is just like, what's just like one thing that's burning on your heart when it comes to children and ministry that maybe we haven't talked about now, like, man, I've just, I've got to share this. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. I, uh, okay. This is, this is, there's so much I could share, (laughs) but the one that comes to mind is listen, listen to the child that tells you they have something from the Lord. Listen to them because they probably do. Yeah. They probably do. Um, and so, you know, I'd mentioned, uh, the, the, the story, the one story that comes to mind is like, just my daughter, Shiloh, there were two separate occasions that she told us a dream. And the first time, first time we took note of it and kind of just poo-pooed it. Yeah. "Ah, And then it happened. (laughs) It was like, oh, okay. And then the second time it happened, she shared we were listening Mm -hmm. and it happened. And we were like, okay. This is not like, this is not mm-hmm. a bonus. No, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. This is, this is not, um, yeah, this is what we should be doing. So yeah. that's, that's a mark. Like just know right now, right now, your children can and should contribute to the body of Christ. That's, that's incredible. Um, so third, third and final question. This is just like a fun one. Yeah. I've been asking this to everybody, every episode, what's your most fun and enjoyable memory that you have? Ever? Ever. <laughs> Man. Ah, dude, I have so many, brother. The Lord's He's taken so much adventure and even packed it in 39 years of life, but yeah. the past three years. Well, it's got to be in the last three years. Okay. Uh, because that's when the Lord has done the most yeah, yeah. in my life. Judah. So I have a Judah as well. Um, one day he said, um, Dad, I want to go share the gospel at that house. <laughs> and it was just like, like right there. I'm like, okay. And so, um, we, we went to the house, knocked on the door and the lady answered the door. And, um, you know, I said, Hey, my name's Jeremiah. This is my son, Judah. And he really just felt compelled to come and, uh, to share something with you. And I was like, could he, could he talk? And she was like, sure. You know? And so he just shared the hope of Jesus with her. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, um, he says, and she was appreciative. She was a, she was a believer. And he says, um, can I pray for you? And so tears. <laughs> and she was like, uh, hey, would you please pray for me? And so my boy just, uh, just prayed with her right there. And yeah. I, you could just see, you could just see the, the spirit of God just ministering to her through my five-year-old son Yeah. at that time. And I don't know, man, that's, brother, I don't know that. There's no way I could pick a favorite, but that's a good one. <laughs> that, I mean, that sounds like an amazing one to pick. Well, bro, this has been just an incredible, incredible conversation. Um, would Would you mind, we just close this episode. Can you just pray for the parents that are listening, that that they would just live into the fullness of living on mission with their kids and listening to them, empowering them, and just whatever the Lord lays on your heart. Like just to pray, like, uh, these are the kids that are going to grow up in this generation and there are our joy and our responsibility. 
And I'm excited to see what God's going to do through these kids. So yeah, would you mind just praying for the parents and for the kids that are being raised up? Yeah, man, let's pray. <clears throat> um, God, we're so thankful for your patience <clears throat> and your faithfulness. God, I pray, Lord, for the dads, for the mothers, for the children, God, that will hear this podcast. Lord, I, I pray that they would know what your heart is regarding children, <clears throat> God, and regarding the family. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would do miracles in moms and dads' hearts to begin with, that they would walk in repentance, that they would um, surrender to your heart, that you might transform them, and then that you might set a trajectory for the lives of these babies that they would grow into be godly mothers and fathers, that from generation to generation to generation, the, the glory and the knowledge of the Lord, that God would prevail in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother, thank you so much for joining the podcast. So much fun. Love you. Blessings to you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the L1A podcast. If you are interested in learning more about this topic or getting connected with the other disciple makers in your area, visit loveoneanother.life. Again, that's loveoneanother.life.